In our scripture reading for this morning, you can find in the gospel according to Luke in chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and beginning at verse 21 and reading through to the end of verse 32. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 21. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. This far the scripture reading for this morning, and our focus is specifically on verses 27 through 32. <clears throat> And as we considered the last time we looked at this passage, we, we saw Simeon and that he was waiting, <clears throat> excuse me, waiting for the consolation of Israel, waiting for the salvation that was promised, waiting for the, the promised Messiah that is prophesied all through the Old Testament. And the Holy Spirit had indicated to him that he would not see death, he would not die before he had seen this Messiah. And here we, we read that when Simeon sees this child Jesus, he takes him up into his arms and he praises God. And we read what he says there in verse 29. He says, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. And so this morning we want to consider this under the theme of Simeon the man who saw God's salvation. And since it is a week of preparation where we need to examine ourselves, I will have four thoughts, but they're in question form. There are four questions to work through this passage. And the first is this. What did Simeon see in Jesus? What did Simeon see in Jesus? He says... He sees God's salvation. I have seen your salvation. 
And that means he, he sees here God's way to save his people. This is the way, the means that God has sent to, to deliver sinners from their sins and to reconcile them to God. In this passage here, we're shown how, how Mary and Joseph came. They, they brought the Lord Jesus into the temple, and they came for two reasons. And the first was to bring offerings that are required for Mary's purification. It says the time for purification, the 40 days that was required for, for a male child, it was over. The set time had passed, and now the law required them to offer both a burnt offering and a sin offering. And Mary, as well as all the other Jews, were, were constantly reminded of their need for a sacrifice for their sin. Even though Mary was highly favored of the Lord, she needed the same Savior as everyone else. That was the first reason. The other reason that God's law required in verse 22 and 23 says was to present the child Jesus to the Lord. God required the Jews to present their firstborn to the Lord, to, to, to set them apart as holy to the Lord. And the reason for this was, it's, uh, God commanded in Exodus 13, verse 1, and He says, there he says, consecrate to me all the firstborn. And the reason is that when that night that the Lord delivered them out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of Egypt, he spared Israel's firstborn sons while he killed all the firstborn children and animals of Egypt. And now the Israelite children would have died as well. But it was for the blood, because of the blood that was smeared on the doorpost, the protection of the blood of the Lamb that spared these children. They were to hide behind the blood. And here we are all reminded that it's not only the Gentiles, but it's also the Jews. All have sinned. All have come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.9 says, both Jew and Gentile, because there's none righteous there is none who seeks after God of ourselves. But it's because God spared these firstborn children of, of, of the Israelites that they became God's possession. God laid claim to them. He even, the, the idea of the, the theme of, of firstborn, you can see through the Scripture, Israel was considered God's firstborn son, and so was the Lord Jesus. And here, these firstborn, they belong to God, and the law stated them, stated that they had to bring them to the temple to present them to the Lord, to consecrate, to dedicate them as holy. And there's more to that, but we won't get into it in this sermon. But the reason, that's the reason why Joseph and Mary came to the temple. And this is where Simeon meets them. Verse 28 says, When Simeon sees the child Jesus, he took him up in his arms. And then he's able to say, now mine eyes have seen your salvation. It's the Holy Spirit of God that directed him here to the temple. And the same Holy Spirit gave him the knowledge, gave him the eyes to see that this child was the Son of God. This is God's salvation. What would Simeon have thought? And what Old Testament passages would have filled his heart and his mind when, when the Holy Spirit revealed this to him? What does God's salvation mean? 
And you can think back then to Exodus chapter 14, even when Israelites were, had left Egypt and when they were trapped between the Red Sea and the army of, of the Egyptians. And Moses told them, stand still and see the salvation of God, of the Lord. They were to stand still, they were to, to watch and see how the Lord would deliver them physically from the enemies, the Egyptians. Salvation has the idea of deliverance, and here this was a physical deliverance. And when the parents brought the firstborn child to the temple to dedicate them to the Lord, it was also to remind them how Israel had been delivered from slavery in Egypt. And all this was to show them how God would now also deliver them deliver His people not only physically but spiritually from sin. We read there in, in verse 29 that He had called His name Jesus. That's what the angel told them to call His name before He was conceived. And why? What, did, what does Matthew explain? It says, For He shall save His people from their sins. When Simeon sees his child Jesus, he knows this is the Messiah. This is the anointed one. The Holy Spirit had said he would not die until he seen the Lord's Christ. That the, word, the name Christ means anointed. It's the same as the Old Testament word Messiah. And here he sees this is the Deliverer. This is the Savior of sinners who the Lord has promised to come. This is God's salvation. This is the Savior God provided and God not only provided the Savior, but verse 31 says He prepared this Savior. This salvation has been prepared for all peoples, it says. Before the face of all peoples. And notice there the, the plural, the peoples. It's, it's not just to one nation, Israel. It's to the nations of the world that God has prepared this salvation for. Because all, both Jews and Gentiles, Romans 3 says, have sinned. But God prepared Jesus, verse 32 says, as a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. If you read Romans 3, verse 22, it says, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. For there's no difference, for all have sinned. And here God is showing Simeon that this salvation is not just for the Jews and not just physical, but it's for all peoples, all nations. God here has prepared one way of salvation for the whole world through Jesus Christ. And so the question now for us, especially in this week of preparation, is what do you see in Jesus? What do you see in the Lord Jesus, the, the salvation of the Lord? Do you see God's salvation for your soul in Him? That leads us to our second question that asks, how did Simeon come to see God's salvation in Jesus? How did he come to know that? Well, we see at first it's by God's own revelation. Because Simeon said in verse 32 that God prepared Jesus, to be a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now, to bring revelation, the, the, the King James Version uses the word to lighten, to, 
to enlighten with the knowledge of God, to give the knowledge of the way of salvation. That's what Isaiah prophesied in in Isaiah 49, where he said, I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles, so that you should be my salvation to the ends of the world. Christ, John says, is the light of the world. Everything that we know about God comes to us through Jesus Christ, through the revelation of Christ. He is the light that shines in the darkness. He is the the light of the world that lightens our hearts. And Simeon sees that God's salvation here is not just for the Jews, not just the temporal and physical deliverance that many of the Jews are looking for. They're looking for a king to deliver them from the Romans, but this is more. This is a spiritual salvation to the ends of the world through God's revelation. But secondly, Simeon came to see God's salvation through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here Simeon was led, it says, in a special way by the Holy Spirit to come and to physically see, to enter the temple and physically see the Lord Jesus as a child. The temple for them was a the place that represented God's dwelling place, God's presence. The temple for them was a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything in it pointed to Christ. All the ceremonies, the sacrifices pointed to Christ as the one sacrifice for sin. And the flame that was on the candlestick pointed to Christ as the light of the world along with everything else that was in there. And so he came, it says, by the Spirit into the temple. And so you could say Simon, Simeon was, was brought to the gospel, revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the question is, how do we come to see God's salvation in Jesus Christ? The same way Simeon did. We do, we do not see a, a physical Jesus But God has given us His special revelation in the Bible. And this is where God shines the light to bring revelation to the Gentiles, to you and to me today. And this is where you are given the light of the knowledge of the Lord's salvation in Jesus Christ. But even more importantly, this, God leads you by His Holy Spirit to see this salvation. Because without His Holy Spirit, we do not see Jesus as our salvation. Without the Holy Spirit, we are still at enmity with God and with our neighbor. Even if you know what the Bible says. Even if we we read about the Lord Jesus, how He was born and how He lived and how He died. Because then there is no real interest and no real desire for Christ in our life. But it's the Holy Spirit who opens our hearts to see who He is. Like He did for Lydia when Lydia was listening to Paul preach. It says the Holy Spirit opened her heart that she attended to what Paul was saying. And so we see we need both. We need God's Word and we need God's Holy Spirit to enlighten our hearts and our mind in that Word. To see God's salvation as it is revealed to us in Jesus Christ. And God has given us the means that He uses whereby to save sinners. And it's especially here 
in the public worship service that God has designed for the purpose of saving sinners and of strengthening His church to bless the means that He has given, to bless the preaching, to bless the prayer, to bless the, the singing of God's Word to our hearts. But God has also given the two sacraments as we consider having the Lord's Supper next week. It's a means to strengthen your faith in this salvation, to show us God's salvation. It's, the sacraments especially are, are a visible reminder of the way of salvation, of how God is saved through the broken body and the poured out blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see that shown to us in, in the elements of the Lord's Supper. And so the question we need to ask ourselves today and this week is what do you see in the worship service? What do you see in the Word of God? <clears throat> and what do you see in the sacraments? Do you see God's salvation pictured for you? And is it your desire and is it your delight to use these means that God has given to show you His salvation? And do we wait on the Lord like Simeon did to be shown more and more of Christ, of who Christ is for you? Do you need Him? Do you look for Him? Do you use the way that God has given you to find Him? Because that's how God shows you His salvation. That's how God opens our eyes to see Him. That's how God feeds our hearts. But then thirdly, the third question, how did Simeon receive God's salvation that he saw in Jesus Christ? And Simeon received God's salvation also by his appointed way, and that is by faith. The Holy Spirit made clear to Simeon that this child was the Christ. And now he sees this child for the first time. We don't know what he was expecting. Did he expect a king to come riding in? Or did he expect a child here in simple clothes in a poor family? He probably didn't even know what to expect. But imagine his response. And what must have gone through his mind as he reached out there to take up that little child in his arms? Isn't it what 1 John 1 says, that that which was from the beginning, which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and is manifested, is revealed to us. He held in his arms the word of life the source of his eternal life. Because John 17 says, eternal life is to know God and his Son, Jesus Christ. That is God's salvation. That is who he has been waiting for. And this is God's answer for the need of his soul. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, John says. He is the only way back to God the Father. He's the only giver of eternal life. 
so you can see Simeon, he could do nothing else. He could do nothing else but believe and receive Jesus as God's salvation for him. And it leads him to praise God. In verse 28, it says he took him up in his arms and blessed God. That's praising God is, is what follows. And now for us again to question, how have you received God's salvation? How have we received God's salvation? Have we, have we received Him into our arms, so to speak, figuratively, as Simeon did here, physically? Because that's what this is a picture of. How we must receive Christ by faith in the gospel. When the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to see God's answer for your sin problem, then no one needs to convince you anymore. But then you receive Him as God's answer for the troubles of your heart, as God's divinely appointed salvation for your soul. This is the way that God has prepared for you to be able to come to God and for God to be able to come to you. Why? Because here's where your sin is removed. Sin that has separated you from God. Sin that has turned you away from God. Sin that requires God's judgment and eternal punishment on you. But here's where God shows you what He provides in the Lord Jesus. That Jesus redeems us from the curse of the law because He was made a curse for us. That He removed that curse by paying the, de the penalty of eternal death. And when he paid that debt, he removed that, that guilt so that God can declare his people not guilty. And here is the Christ who kept the law, that even as an infant here, as his parents bring him to the temple, what is he doing? He's fulfilling the law. They're doing to him according to the what, requirements of the law. And so he had obeyed the law perfectly from his very infancy to to his very death. And it's through his obedience, his perfect obedience, that you can stand justified and righteous before the sight of God. It's this righteousness that we mentioned earlier in, in Romans 3 verse 9 that is now revealed from God, from heaven to you. And when you can see this Lord Jesus by faith, can you do anything else and then receive Him as God's way of salvation for your soul. Because it is here that God comes to meet you. This is where you are raised to a new life, to overcome sin. And it is by faith alone that you receive Him as the salvation that God has provided and that God has prepared for you. And then the focus is not on I have to make a decision or I will decide when I will be saved. But here the focus is on what God has done to make salvation possible. That He made the way for Him to be reconciled to sinners. And our only response is faith. To receive Him by faith. So the question is, have we? 
Have we seen the Lord Jesus Christ even in a small way, in this way, as as God's provision for your heart? Because if we have not, it's because we have not seen Christ for who He really is. Because the Bible says there are many who still are blinded to the gospel of salvation. Other people would have been in the temple. Other people saw the Lord Jesus as well, but they never believed on Him as a Son of God, but only as another baby here from a poor family. They would have seen Joseph and Mary coming, carrying two young pigeons instead of the usual lamb offering and a pigeon offering. But the two young pigeons it was the allowance given for the poor people who couldn't afford a lamb. And so we see the extreme poverty here of this family as they present to Lord Jesus. They see here another poor child. John 12 says many did not believe on him there either because Isaiah had prophesied that they could not believe because he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted. Many do not believe because they do not see what they think they would see. They do not see what they expect to see. The Jews wanted a king to deliver them, but here they saw a poor baby. They wanted a leader, but all they saw was a despised man and a crucified man and a bleeding man on the cross. And the preaching of the cross is still foolishness to the Gentiles, it says, to the Greeks. It is still a stumbling block for the Jews where they can't overcome this. It doesn't seem to make sense for them because they've never learned to see their real need for their Savior. They've never come to see who this Savior is for them. And so how we respond to Christ depends on what we see in Him. If someone needs us to convince us to believe in Him, then we have not learned to see Him for our own need. If we can walk past Him every time He is brought into the temple, so to speak, and presented before us, every time the Lord Jesus Christ is presented to you in the gospel, and you walk past, then you do not see Him, and you do not see your need for the salvation that God has provided for you in Christ. Every Lord's Day, the Lord Jesus must be brought to you in this preaching. And if I fail to do that, I fail in my calling to you. But the preaching also must show us our need for this Savior. Have you responded by laying hold of God's salvation by faith in this Lord Jesus Christ? But who then is the Lord's Supper for as we consider for next week? The Lord's Supper is provided also by God for those of you who have seen and by the Holy Holy Spirit and have received Him by faith. God provides this as a means to strengthen your faith.
Here again we have a visible reminder of that broken bread and poured out wine to see how this Lord Jesus was broken on the cross, how His blood was shed so that God can meet with you and you with God. And yes, it is true that our eyes are not always opened immediately to see everything. But God shows us little by little by little, and that's why we need to be continually strengthened. We need to be strengthened in our faith. We need to have our eyes open to see more and more and more of who Jesus Christ is and what God really has provided for you. And so this week, pray specifically that you may see and receive these sacraments in that way that your faith in Christ would be strengthened, that you may receive what Simeon saw, what Simeon did, that you may see in him God's answer for your soul. And that's what we see lastly. What did Simeon receive from seeing God's salvation? Well, Simeon found peace with God, it says in in verse 29. Now you are letting your servant depart in peace. You, Lord, are letting your servant depart in peace. Simeon is saying here that this is God's work. It is God that is allowing him now to depart in peace. It's as if he's saying God is releasing him from his duty here on this earth. And he, he, you could translate this verse, Lord, sovereign master, now you are letting your servant be dismissed in peace. Because now I have seen God's salvation. Now I have received that peace that comes through the salvation that God has showed me. Now I can depart. I can leave my earthly duty. I can enter God's presence with eternal peace. And he sees that on this earth there's nothing more to hope for, nothing more to expect. When he has the fullness of this peace that comes through Jesus Christ, nothing more to wait for. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And now he receives this consolation of Israel. And that's what Romans 5 verse 1 says, now, Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God because that penalty of sin has been paid and that curse has been removed and God's justice has been satisfied. That means God's anger is turned away. No longer guilty He sees His people as. But your sins washed away covered in the perfect righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, then there is peace. When that division of sin is taken away, when you are brought together with God in Christ Jesus, then you can do as Simeon did, where he takes him up in his arms and he blesses God. That means he praises God because you've learned that you cannot save yourself. We've learned that there is no way to go back to God ourselves, that there's no way to keep God's law perfectly ourselves. And especially that we've learned that we do not deserve the least of God's mercies. We do not deserve even that God will look upon us. But His mercies are renewed each morning. He gives grace abundantly. 
And then what a peace there is to know that it's not your work, but that it is the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, that He accomplished that salvation, that when He cried on the cross, it is finished. He secured that salvation for His people. And now if Simeon could have such a sight by faith, by seeing the Lord Jesus as a child, how much more can you see now that you have the whole counsel of God, the whole revelation of God's salvation from, the, from Genesis to the end of Revelation? And when you see how Jesus grew up, how He lived that perfect life instead of you, how He went to the cross instead of you, for unworthy people, He, the most worthy one of all creation, came down and humbled Himself in His world. And for, un, for, for unworthy sinners, He took their place on that cross where He died and where He rose again to, to take away that power, to take away the sting of death and to take away that fear of death. Now, through this Word, you can see Him not only as a child as we considered Him, but, but sitting at the right hand of God, the Father with power. Simeon saw Him as a child, yes, but you can see Him as a king. Many of the Jews were looking for a king, but you can see Him as a king. Your king and your high priest is sitting in heaven interceding for you, praying for you. Does it not all the praise go to God alone for His salvation? Again, we need to ask ourselves, what do you see in Jesus Christ? And what do you see in the means that God has given for you to see Jesus Christ, His Word and the preaching and the sacraments? What do you see in these means that God gives to reveal Christ to you week after week? Have you received then this salvation of the Lord? Have you received it by seeing Christ? By receiving Christ? And is He the greatest desire of your heart that if you have Him, you can say with Simeon, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Because then there is nothing else in this world that your heart could want. That as Paul could say, to depart and be with Christ is far better. That was Simeon's desire. And if we may have a small taste of what that is, then that will be our desire. Oh, maybe see him this week and next week in the Lord's Supper. Amen.